Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Check us out. We're up on YouTube now. Like and subscribe. I've got to say that. It's what you say when you got things on YouTube. So with Big Honker Podcast on YouTube, all episodes will be going to there in their visual form. Ah, rejoice, ladies and gentlemen, because the Looking Glass Duck Club has fired back up. They're rocking and rolling, Jeffrey. Doing two episodes a month, I believe is what it is for now. And then the pressure will be on, and then we'll be up to and four. And the pressure will be on. There'll, and, there'll be a once-a-week podcast before it's all said and done. They'll cave. They'll cave. I was the insider on this, and he never <laughs> gave, me any comp, gave me no credit on this at all. And I told you. Like, you did. Jeff, you don't know, Jeff. You don't. Jeff knows. Jeff you, knows. You called it. You called it about a month ago. You said they'll they'll be back. Yep. I thought you were just being a prick tease to all these people. No, but, I, I had vital information. But they are back. You can check them out. You have to pay via Patreon, and then you can get access to old episodes, new episodes, and all that stuff. The bourbon reviews are free uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, but they are back, and a lot of people are excited. So go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. It is beautiful, beautiful whiskey. Ships straight to your door. You, if you can't find it at your liquor store, all you got to do is go to their website, Bangtail Whiskey, and they will deliver it to you. It is it is very, very good whiskey. Brandon Bing done a great job on his whiskey. It's very, very popular and growing and gets shipped to you directly, so bangtailwhiskey.com. It's very smooth and has a nice finish. They should call it the Andy. Let's, let's maybe they'll name one after you. Next, let's talk about Stanfield Hunting Outfitters real quick. I'm not going to plug much about us. I've got some specials that I'm running. Holler at me. I'm going to do a three man hunt. December 14, 15, and 16. Three man, big honker podcast hunt. Be three morning goose hunts, lodging, breakfast, or lodging and meals for a thousand dollars a person. You got to hunt all three days. That's December 14, 15, and 16. And that's it, StanfieldHuntingOutfitters.com, or just holler at me, but it's going to be opening. I've got a spot for 8 to 12 guys. Can't beat it. That's come what, out and see us. Yep, come be, see us. Hopefully we get some old man winter, old man winter and uh, be nice. Goose Creek Retrievers. Woo! Goose Creek Retrievers. We had Matt Peel on not too long ago. Um, they've got a program for every dog of every age of every skill set. I mean, if you're – if you've got that new puppy and you're not wanting to do all the uh, housebreaking and potty training and all that stuff, Matt's got a program. You can send them up there and they'll take care of it. Um, other than that, they've—I mean—they're training dogs all the time, field trial dogs, hunt test dogs, and uh, just regular old working dogs. So check them out at Goose Creek Retrievers and uh, tell them that the Big Honker Podcast Boys sent you. But it is time to get your dog ready. It's hunting season will be here. I guess uh, waterfowl season's only about, what, six months away? Oh, no, it's closer to Five now. months away if you talk about uh, September, September 1. September 1, basically. So we're a little bit under. That's actually not much time. So if, you, uh, if you're needing your, your dog trained, you better get on the horn. 138 days. That's not many, but... Just enough time for new puppies. Check them out, Goose Creek Retrievers. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. So if you do decide to do this alone and you're going to train your Fido all by yourself, you need some tools. Gundog Outdoors has a new bumper that uh, I would highly recommend you looking at. They've also got safety equipment for your dog. They've got a quick-release system, which I think every dog uh, I think every dog owner should have in their arsenal because all it takes is one-time breaking, and it's a bad day all of a sudden. So um, They've got a field trauma kit that I highly recommend everybody have in their hunting bag or in their pickup. Uh, stop, stop, uh, stop the bleeding, stay warm, 
whatever you need. It kind of covers all your bases. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and uh, take care of your four-legged hunting buddy. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. BHP 25 will save you 25% off at checkout. It's turkey season. They've got a brand new crystal slate out, and that thing purrs the turkey love language. You can go to PacificCustomCalls.com. Um, they're also kind of reworking the 206, which is a Lesser Canada call that I really, really like. That's my go-to Canada call. And uh, that will drop uh, summertime. So they got a lot of cool things going on over at Pacific Calls. But like I said, it is turkey season, and uh, you need a new one. This new crystal slate is the kitten's mitten. So check them out at PacificCustomCalls.com. And let's go over to Blind Grass. Not just a grass company. Nope. When you... If you're in a boat or in water, dry bags, gun bags, anything that will keep your your valuables dry is what you need, and they have all that. And they also have grass systems for your damn layout blinds, your boat, whatever it is. It's not going to get heavy. It's not going to mold, and it's at blindgrass.com. And it, it'll save you having to rebrush your blind every day. So it's a synthetic material. It goes right onto your blind just like regular grass, but it doesn't break and it doesn't rot, and uh, it's 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 what you need to do your uh, A-frame or your boat once and forget about it. So check them out at blindgrass.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the leader in silhouette manufacturing 2021. It's time to get skinny, right, Jeff? Yep, go to the Squad Fest, get skinny. They call it being a Stanfield now, <laughs> getting skinny. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they've, they've got everything. They've got everything from silhouettes to floaters, uh, you name it, they've got it. <clears throat> and, uh, the bags are, it's, it's what set them apart in my mind from other silhouette companies, because I like to say organized and dive bomb just facilitated that. So check them out. Dive bomb industries and, you know, come to squad fish June 10th, 11th and 12th in St. Louis and come by and see us. Get entered into the calling contest, a lot of prizes. So or the cornhole throwing contest. Whatever. Some more my speed. Yeah. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Boss Tom. Oof. Does it do a number on them? It is ugly, ugly, ugly what Boss Tom does to that to that gobbler at the end of your barrel. They also sell bismuth, copper plated bismuth. And do not wait until the last minute to get your shotgun shells ordered this year. Um, with some of the shortages that we've seen and su- the supply chain being broken, if you wait till the last minute, you might not get shotgun shells. So go to BossShotShells.com and get what you're going to need for turkey season. Uh, my understanding is they did not make just a whole lot of Boss Tom. So if you want some of that, you better get on the horn with Brandon or Meg and get it coming your way at BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't the duck. All made here in Texas. That's how I start my morning every day, with a fresh cup of the duck. High velocity. Gets my day going just right. They'll ship it straight to your door. You can support the Dirty Duck Coffee family and uh, start your morning off right with Dirty Duck Coffee. They also have good-looking swag there at Dirty Duck. They've got uh, a shirt that's really, really cool. Got Mr. Clint Eastwood. It's a Missouri boat ride shirt and uh, would look good in any hunting collection. So check them out, Dirty Duck Coffee. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, the best A-frame on the market. By far, four grown men. They've also got some of the best spinners that I've ever seen. They're waterproof, works with the remote. 
Uh, no more having to get up to turn it on. No more. If it takes a plunge, you can't use it anymore. They figured it out. Lucky Duck is the way to go. They also sell turkey decoys. So if you're into that uh, turkey hunting, check them out, luckyduck.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Jordan Davenport of, uh, of New York State. He, uh, we talk about what it's like hunting just right outside of New York City. Yeah, what an interesting podcast. He's in a, he's in a very, very history-rich part of the nation. He also goes down to Arkansas, and he has an uh, outfit down there. Very fun podcast, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Jordan Davenport. Go three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. I am just plain old Jeff Stanfield sitting in with the world famous Andy Shaver. Getting ready, got uh, just about a month and uh, a couple days left till Squad Fest. That's right. June 11th and 12th, St. Louis, Missouri. Six weeks. It ain't that long, Jeff. Well, it's got to be pretty damn close. It's the fifth today. There's 26 more days in May, and there's 12 days there. It would be 38, so five weeks About in. five weeks. Five and a half weeks. There you go. I'm right again. Math yeah, is not your strong suit, Jeff. The, yep, that's the third time you've been right in three years. So once a year, you're right on average. Okay. Are you Anything else to say, smartass, before we go this? I'm ready, Jeff. You're wearing that Bangtail Whiskey shirt today, aren't you? That's right. Have you finished your bottle yet? Getting close, Jeff. Getting close. I've cut back on my drinking. Well, that's good. you pretty stupid without drinking. Drinking damn sure ain't going to help you now. <laughs> <clears throat> with us today on, on the line, on the Skype, on Zoom, on YouTube, from Cook Sucky. Socky. Socky. God dang, I knew I was going <laughs> to fuck it up anyways. I tried the whole fucking time to make sure I was going to get this one right. Cook Socky. From Cook Socky, New York, Mr. Jordan Davenport. Jordan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you guys? We're just, doing good. Just living the life. What's it like Where's living? That? What's it like living under that dickhead governor y'all got? Man, if we could just get rid of him, it would be pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why these people keep voting for him. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. He is just. I I heard that twelve accusers are going to be able to go mask free again and start using Tinder mask free. So, <laughs> that's, you know, every time I see him, I think about his old nipples, old pierced, and I think, you know, you can't have a more fucked up governor. And now we're going to have Caitlyn Jenner in California, but at least she's got a brain to go with her <laughs> dumbasses. Oh yeah, it's getting pretty good. They're going to come out with a comedy movie here pretty soon. I got to imagine. I, um, I am sure that that's all you can hope for, really. At this point, is just like maybe this was a big, uh, big fucking documentary or something like that. I don't know mm, how to fuck up. Are a y'all country. y'all are still like in masks and all sorts of stuff, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So I just got back last week. I I traveled the country turkey hunting, and now I'm back running clients up here in New York. But uh, I didn't even realize that the mask thing was still a deal until I pulled into town and everybody started looking at me. And I was like, oh, I guess the masks are still a deal here, huh? Uh, 
I didn't even realize that they were really even still a thing until I got back. But yeah, there's still a deal here. Um, I guess supposedly they were supposed to open up back to 100% by like the 19th of May. Um, our numbers haven't changed really at all ever. And so I, I guess they're basically just giving up on it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people vaccinated, but I'm not one of them. Uh, you know, you look at states like Texas and Florida and there's no regulations, no masks, everything's a hundred percent. And the numbers just keep falling through the floor. Yeah. I don't know why states like New York and Michigan and California don't look at states like Texas and Florida and think, Jesus Christ. It's not about the people. It's about control. They yeah, wanna, that's they, exactly right. It's all politics is what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that. I mean, there's not an imaginary line where one place everything is perfectly good and then another place where things are bad. I mean. Yeah, no. I got two prisons right here uh, that border my farm. And um, I I'm I also am in EMS and fire. And them dudes are going there at least four or five times a day for COVID-related stuff. And then they sit here and try and tell you that it's not in the prisons. Well, it, it's definitely in the prison, and those prison guards are definitely using the gas stations that we're using. Right. Uh, and that's how it's getting all around town. And, how that, you know, it, in the beginning, it was coming up from the people from the city. You know, when that, when that really happened, New York was the epicenter of it. I mean, it was ground zero. And me being so close to it, Number one, it shut down my guide service completely, like 100%. If I didn't have uh, another job, you know, and was farming and stuff like that, I would have been screwed. Um, they shut down snow goose season. They shut down turkey season. I mean, and all these people flocked up here. Now now we have a surge of new, new homeowners and new farm owners up in my area. I mean, they just flocked up here and bought everything they could. Um, yeah. It's a mess. One day we'll get out of this. I don't know. So you said you traveled uh, You traveled to do quite a bit of turkey hunting this spring. Where all did you go? Um, I started uh, April 1st. I had to. I guided snow geese up here in New York. I, well, I finished my snow goose season here in New York um, at the end of uh, March. And then April 1st, I rocket rode down to Florida so I didn't have to deal with cold weather in New York anymore. And I started down in the Everglades. I worked my way up to uh alabama did tennessee north carolina south carolina um and then i just hit uh massachusetts connecticut new york and then i'll go to maine in june jesus christ there's still turkey hunting in june in maine sure we don't yeah. close. we don't close here until i, I guess that's true. May. that's true i just don't think a spring is being june spring turkey hunting in june but i guess in may it gets yeah. fucking maine june yeah. spring doesn't start yeah. until may 5th yeah I literally ran a heater in the double bowl the last three days, and it snowed on Saturday. And you, yeah, so, you. So you said New York; it just opened up on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah, New York just opened, and like my buddies that are guiding snow goose hunts across the just across the border, like they're not even you know they're like an hour and forty minutes north of me into Canada, and they're still killing. They're doing morning snow goose hunts and then mid morning turkey hunts. Jeez. That's a long ass day. There's still a good amount of snows up there, up on the St. Lawrence, and just a little bit north of there. It's a long fucking season, is what I'm thinking. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't imagine yeah, still so water. I only have I only take <laughs> off June and July, and then like three weeks in August to not hunt. Yeah, out of the year. So you're doing it right. So yeah, I I try to. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about hunting in Florida in the swamps. 
So you're shooting, are the Osceola's you're shooting down there? Yeah, that's what I was targeting. I hunted all public, um, and it was, I mean, I've hunted all over the country, and that was the toughest hunting I've ever done. Um, I mean, it's like, when they say thick, it is thick, thick. I mean, you end up, you find your turkeys in the burn units, and there's a lot of burn units, but they ain't dumb. Um, I mean, the one day I checked into one WMA, there was 186 guys. Whew. So I mean, it was pressure city. How many How many acres is that? It was 50,000 acres, but you have two check-in points that you got to go in from. So, I mean, one day you might have 100 at one check-in point and 50 at another, you know, um, four people spread out. I mean, granted, I didn't really have many people mess with me, um, but I was also like the turkeys that I found were 6.2 miles in from the check-in station. Um, you know, I was walking like two hours in, in the dark. Jeez. God, my dad's um, elbows and assholes with hunters and fucking boa constrictors and alligators. Yeah. So that was the whole thing. Like I'm, I, I, I'm not very much of a Yankee, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, my Yankee came out in me real strong when I see a snake and alligator. <laughs> oh, I'd be the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were like, you'd be waist deep at one minute. Like, and you wear Crocs when you're hunting down there. Fuck like, that. Like, no snake boots, because one minute you're waist-deep in water, and then the next minute you're dry, and then you're wet again. So, like, boots, you're going to end up with swamp foot. So, you just got to wear just gotta wear Crocs and man it. Oh, and, fuck uh, that. no way in hell. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I lived out of my truck for 24 days. What? Yeah. So, I built a whole entire, like, bedroom in the bed of my truck and just lived out of my truck for 24 days. What about, like, a shitter in a shower? I would stop in, I'd like get a hotel, you know, either I'd get a hotel room for like one night or like I'd get, most of the time I'd find like campgrounds with amenities mm-hmm. and I'd just stay at a campground with amenities. Um, but due to COVID, I didn't really realize, and it really opened my eyes to how many people really went homeless over this. I mean, like you're allowed to free camp on 90% of the WMAs in Florida. You couldn't find a spot. Um, because people were living there. Was it sketchy then um, also? I mean, the people that are probably yeah, staying was, there? Like, uh, this one area that I hunted, I, t- I told the girl that I took down there, I was like, we got to leave. Like, we were just outside of Tampa, and there was, like, MS-13 dudes, like, all over the place, and we found a freaking homicide area. Jeez. Like, it was, dude, it was sketchy. <laughs> I found a huge pot grove, like, El Chapo <laughs> kind of shit down in the everglades like six miles in they built a whole entire little cabin out of freaking palm leaves dude and you stumbled upon that when you were uh when you were yeah when i was walking, walking? through the everglades national forest did you report it or you're just like niches no, get there, stitches there, there was nothing to steal anyway i would have been in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there was nothing there it was all empty buckets like they've been there like the year before but That's it was crazy. wicked dude it was like something that you'd see on national geographic it was cool I don't know about cool. I'd be I'd be trying to get the fuck out of there, make sure nobody saw me there. I'd be worried about a bounty getting on my head. Listen, if someone didn't kill me in the Wendy's parking lot the four nights before, they weren't going to kill me in that woods. <laughs> you slept in a Wendy's parking lot in fucking Florida? Listen, you got to do what you got to do, man. Them turkeys are hard gobbling. God almighty. Fuck, ain't that? That's like staying <laughs> I in... I was all sane. 
That's like staying in the meth tents in fucking Austin, Texas. You're just asking to get shot or stabbed. Yeah, it was like a 50-50. You didn't know. I had a pistol with me, so it was all good. 50-50. You like those odds, 50-50. So did you see a boa constrictor when he was in there? I didn't. I didn't. That I was very surprised. We actually didn't see any snakes in Florida. Alabama was the, the snake state. I mean, I, I didn't have snake boots. I was just wearing regular hike, hiking boots, and I was – Without having an anxiety attack every quarter mile, I thought I thought I was a goner. You saw a bunch of snakes, or you just let your mind oh, wander? No, no, they were like all over the place. Yeah, no, they were they were very lively and and all over the ground. Uh, cop, copperheads, copperheads. Yeah, fuck that. I'm I hate snakes anyways. Bullshit. That'd yeah. be it for me. I'd be at the I'd be in the truck. And that's the bad thing about yeah. like copperheads and water moccasins. They don't make sound. At least with a rattlesnake, you got a shot at him letting you know that he's there. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I was just walking in the dark and I was just anticipating oh, the thump. Like the whole entire time I was just anticipating the thump. No. Uh, I know I'm gonna get it. But I didn't get bit, so <laughs> So so what did you do? Because I've got a stick that I carry around whenever I turkey hunt. Before my ass sits underneath a tree, I like fucking I, I, I use that stick and, you know, make sure there's no no visitors nearby. Is that what you would do down there, or you just kind of prayed? Yeah, I mean, I would look around and poke around, but I mean, I also, you know, besides besides me hunting down there, I got a huge lodge in Arkansas that I, that I run, and um, I mean, I'm used to cotton mouths and shit like that, so I look, I do look, I look pretty good. Um, it's just those those copperheads blend in, man, especially yeah. there in Alabama with the with the oak leaves. Oh yep. my goodness, yeah. you ain't gonna see them. No. No, but I do. I've got a big stick with a big <clears throat> with a blade on the end of it, and I'm sure to. I poke <laughs> around, and I get the tree beside me, and I get the tree behind me, and I'm making sure that within within about yeah. five feet, I've got nothing but me. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, but like I said, you know, you start poking around a rattlesnake with one of these sticks, the fucker's probably going to come to life and start buzzing, and you'll know he's there. Copperheads, that some bitch is just crawling up your back before you even know what hit you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, thank you. I mean, you. the mouths will even warn you a little bit. You know what I mean? They'll they'll open up their mouth. They'll spit at you. I mean, the the copperheads aren't going to do nothing. <laughs> I, they go they gonna bite you. So I'm not, I, not, I, not good with snakes. So how does a redneck grow up in New York State and you hunt north of New York City? Correct. Yeah. So I'm just shy. Yeah. I'm I'm just far enough out where you wouldn't know that I'm you know I'm close to the city. Now. Um, how hard is it to get – do people actually hunt around Long Island and, and in the, the Hudson Bay and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I mean, like, there's a couple guys, like Long Island Elite. Um, they they run out on, you know, in the bay, in the sound. Um, you know, that's a real big thing down there in Long Island. But that's, that's really – and that's kind of why I was asking you, you know, when you were messaging me. It's kind of a di- whole different breed in New York State, like – you got New York State, and then you got Long Island duck hunting. Like, they're they're two vast, completely different things. Um, you know, I don't I don't specialize in sea ducks. I don't personally like sea ducks. I don't have any desire to kill a sea duck. Um, I love puddle ducks, and I love honkers, and I specifically like killing puddle ducks in dry fields. Well, um, up upstate New York is a beautiful place. I I drove from Albany to Buffalo. I actually drove from New York City to all the way to Buffalo. And that okay. Mo- Montezuma's Wildlife Refuge? Yep, yep. 
and I, I was very impressed. There's a ton of, I mean, it just it's a good looking place, is what it is. Yeah, and it, there are <laughs> there are a lot of birds. I mean, I will get into it a little bit more. I don't understand with the regulations what they're going through. I me being out there every day, I don't see the change that they see. I see. I see the duck movement changing. I don't see a loss of ducks or a loss of geese. I definitely see them changing their patterns due to winter pat, you know, winter weather. Um, they're just not migrating south. They're they're staying here. I mean, they they don't they don't go further south. How was your no, how, how was your season this year? Up here in New York, it was it was great for me personally. Um, you know, I know some people they struggled, but. Um, you know, September season was great. I killed right around 2,000 honkers. Um, uh, September season is my, my real time that I hit New York. We're allowed 15 per person Canada's with Gosh no plug, mighty. extension tube, and e-collar. It's a conservation season. Um, so, um, I mean. Whoa, whoa, not, hold on, hold on. Y'all can use e-collars during y'all's Canada hunting? Yes, sir. During September season. I'll be damned. Uh, so I, I haven't run one in a few years. I mean, it is really effective, but I mean, if you got, if you got a good couple good callers or yourself, I mean, they're Canada geese, um, no matter what, um, it, and I'll be honest, it's really no different here than it is. Uh, you know, I talk a lot with Joey Hines and, uh, Nick out there, um, more Nick than Joe, but, um, I pretty much, you can pretty much watch watch what they do and that's that's pretty similar to new york i've gone out to rochester and hunting with them guys out you know out that way um and it's it's all pretty much the same relative um it's just new york people just don't really think of it um it's now, just out of that out of that scope for people now you said that uh they're they're imposing some regulations this season what are they doing yeah, so the whole Atlantic Flyway, um, we we got another another kick to the kick to the shins. Um, basically, they're gonna they're gonna reduce our. They already said it. They're gonna reduce our goose limit to a thirty day season this year uh, after after the resident season, which is September, um, and then they're gonna go to a one bird limit for the whole entire Atlantic, um, and then that's gonna be the same with the mallards. Um, they're dropping our mallard limit from two to one. Um, that's crazy. So, so that's going to make it pretty pointless. So you can hunt the early season and kill 15 birds, but you can, once regular season starts, you can only kill one bird. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that They say that there, there's been a bad hatch the last three years on those subarctic geese. Um, I, 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 I don't see it. I really, really don't. Um, I, I just pray, you know, New York being, we're supposed to be one of the biggest and most financially stable states. I know we're not right now with this idiot that we have in, uh, he's bankrupt us. Um, but we're supposed to be, we're, we're the empire state. We're supposed to be leading this country by example, pretty much. And I think that we're doing ourselves a terrible injustice by the biologists that we have in this state. Um, it could be such a, we have so much better potential for waterfowl in general in this state. And uh, it just seems that the people in charge just don't really seem to really have the initiative that other states have. Well, don't uh, count on Texas for leadership. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I'm not counting on Arkansas either. Our biologist uh, is a fucking, uh, don't even get me started. So 
I, I think this is more political than it is anything. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. The East Coast is mostly all liberal blue states. And what a better yeah. way to get rid of a bunch of hunters than to frustrate them and keep them from wanting to shoot, and they're going to lose numbers. Because you're going to lose a lot of people that are interested. And I keep telling all my, you know, all my guys in Arkansas, you know, I – I leave New York right at Thanksgiving, and then I, I migrate south. Daddy didn't raise a dumb kid that lived. I retired early. So <laughs> I fall out of here. I ain't getting cold. I go down to Arkansas, and uh, I'll do their whole season there. And, uh, I mean, I could go on for years with that. That has been an absolute drastic downfall. Um, and I keep telling these guys, I keep going, if you don't think for a second that these regulations that they're pushing on the East Coast and Atlantic Flyway isn't a tester for the rest of this country, you're ignorant. Because all they're doing is seeing how far they can get with this on the Atlantic Flyway, and it's just going to spread across the country. It's only a matter of time. You're going to only have so many years in the southern states before something happens where they're going to go, well, hold on. We need to do something. There's not being duck harvested anymore. Right. Uh, so, so your your argument is is that the geese and the birds they they don't leave your area. No, there's no absolutely, and I, this is right out there. There's no reason for these birds to leave the state of New York when the Finger Lakes do not freeze and will not freeze because they're over a thousand feet deep, and there's no reason for them to leave with open water. The only way you're going to get these birds to migrate is with snow and snow cover and more than a foot of it. You have to cover the food for these birds to leave. There's no reason for a, any animal, and this is us included, we're not going to drive 40 minutes to a Chinese buffet when there's one that's identical 20 minutes away or even 10 minutes away. They're not going to do it. They're not going to waste the energy. It's just a proven thing. Um and that's basically what's been happening in the last 10 years from what I've seen. I mean, How old we had snow geese on the Finger Lakes until the last week of January. And conservation season starts the next week. They never even left. They went down to Pennsylvania for two days. How, how old are you? I'm 28. I'm going to be 29 in the end of the month. Okay. So I haven't seen very much, but I've seen a drastic change in my time. Your, your dad then... When he was a kid, did it snow a lot up there and it don't do it anymore? Oh, yeah. I mean, we usually we used to average like 180 inches. Uh, they got like 50 this year. Um, like uh, average, a good snowstorm, like when I say I'm getting a good snowstorm, like you, you got to take the screen door off the hinges to start snow blowing. Jeez. So, like, you know, I've, I've been here where we got four and a half, five foot snowstorm. Now, um, <laughs> Did the Finger Lakes back in the days, did it used to freeze up or is it never froze up? No, they, there's no way they're going to freeze. The it, ends will freeze, but it'll never freeze. I mean, I think Cayuga is like 1,200 foot deep, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's, it's like the Great Lakes, like Lake Superior and stuff. They don't identical. freeze completely up. Yeah, identical. It'll never freeze up. You'll get the two bays <laughs> at the end that'll lock, and, and that's it. And, I mean, it's... It, it's almost the identical scenario, you know, talking to Nick Johnson a lot. We've talked back and forth about it. It's very, very similar to what's happening in Chicago with the power plant holding, uh, you know, water, warm water and cold water intake and holding those birds in Chicago. And that's what really stopped that migration going down to uh, Tim Grounds down there. Um, I mean, that's basically what's happening to Maryland. These birds have figured out, well, hell, there's plenty of food right here. 
um, there's no reason for him to buy. Why would I fly to Maryland when I could go right here? Right. That um, makes that's the same thing that we're going in the Midwest, and it's all come down to the thing you said is snowfall. There's no snow yeah. no more, and when you don't have a big snow coverage, the birds have no reason. Why would you leave Nebraska when you've got corn and water to come to Texas? And why would the birds leave Iowa to go to Missouri not, or to Arkansas and then on to Louisiana? They're not going to. They're not going to waste that unconserved energy. They're not stupid. I mean, when you breast a bird out, you can see how much fat content that bird has. If that bird doesn't have very much fat content, it either flew its ass off or it knows that it's just going to cake there and it's not going to move and there's really no inclement weather coming. Um, I mean, you open up a bird and he's got a, got a ton of fat on him. I mean, that to me, it's not a tall tale sign, but it's not a guarantee. But, I mean, that's telling me that bird was holding in some areas that were cold and it expected to be there for a while and it stored some fat up to, you know, to prepare itself. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in two or three years in Arkansas. So. <laughs> I, so basically, the birds that you shoot for your conservation season are the same birds that you shoot during your regular season. And there's a draft, you go from 15 to 1. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, you get a small molt migration, um, but it just all varies. I mean, it depends on the year. I mean, some years we don't get anything, and then some years you get great years. Um, but what I'm getting at is why 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 is there a 15 bird limit for conservation season and then you can only shoot one or two? Well, they're trying to target the resident population in September, um, and then once September season ends, that goes into migratory season, um, and those are the subarctic birds that they're trying not to target. Um, you know these the, the feds they know where their birds are. You know a lot of people don't realize that they they know where these birds are and when they're coming through. And all this data, and that's coming specifically off your band data um, and neck collars and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, they, they know they know when to cut these seasons off and when to put them and when to open them up. That's the whole reason that they do these dates. Like, you got to see this place on September twenty eighth. The season ends the twenty fifth. I mean. If you don't think that these these the government agencies know when to time it, I mean, I I could film it. It's absolutely absurd. It's like the floodgates open two days after the season because those are all migrators coming down. And the season's closed. And the season is closed, absolutely. Um, and they do that on purpose. They're doing that because they want to. They they're trying to save those subarctic birds. They're not concerned about the rest of them. They're just concerned about those. And those are the birds that are that are nesting in Nunavut. Um, you know, you get birds the all the way from none of it coming over to New York. Yeah, some, some, um, some kind of hearts. Then um, it just all depends. Kill. I, I usually kill a speck or two. Um, they'll yeah. usually uh, they'll come out of like Greenland. Uh, I killed the Canada with a Tarsus band that was out of Greenland. Um, That's so, pretty badass, though. Usually, um, usually you get all that weird shit on uh, hurricane years. Ah, uh, blows them over. I don't know if it blows them over or if it pokes a hole in someone's aviary or I don't know, <laughs> but I can assure you that on a hurricane year, you're going to end up with some weird shit coming in. Um, I've killed Branton cornfields. I missed a barnacle goose. Oof. Uh, I mean, what happened with the barnacle goose? 
Oh, I've been watching that thing for, I was watching that thing for a while. I knew he was in there and I was just trying to Brad Cochran him and uh, just sit out there and just head hunt him. And I, I, he came in, I freaking missed him. I'll call the state of space. I missed. Never saw him again. No, of course not. No, no never. No. How close did he get though? Yeah. He came right in 10, 15 yards. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be the one. I, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it. <laughs> he did it. Uh, believe it or not, up here I still see some uh, orange and white collars from the James Bay Project in the two thousands. Um, They're still around. They are still around. There are still some around, man. They are pretty unbelievable. Um, but I never really see them on the migration, fall migration. I see them right in my front yard every year on the spring migration. I'll have four or five, at least, that'll come through. Um, but that's pretty That's pretty cool to know that birds from 2000 are still cranking. <coughs> yeah, 2021, uh, 20, 21 years later. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get to, that's the cool thing about the East Coast is you see a lot of cool stuff. And they have a lot of recordable data on it. Yeah. Um, like, shit, this year we killed 17 honker bands in 25 days. And I think only four of them were local. So, um, Now, does part of you want to not report that band so that they don't uh, threat, slash your limit a little bit? I know people that are definitely skewing data. There's 100%, uh, not even 100%, 150% of uh, skewed data. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, there's a lot of people doing that. Um, I don't do that. I don't like to do that. Um, it's a really, it's a double-edged sword for us hunters. It really, really is. I mean, especially you want to see the animal do the best that it can do. And you want it, you want to conserve, you know, conserve that bird and conserve. I mean, there was a moratorium not very long ago over here on these geese. So, Wiping the population out is 100% possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maryland did it. Um, do I want to see that happen? Absolutely not. But I'll be the first one. I'm out here every day. I'll be the first one to tell you if I see a low population or if I see a problem with the population. And they send I – got, I got three surveys sitting on my counter right now to send in for four different states. I don't, and I tell all these states honestly what I see. I don't see the data that they're telling me, especially here on the East Coast. I don't see it. I got mallards up the wazoo. And you can only shoot one. And you can only shoot one. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to go out. It's pointless. Like this year, I'm not going to run duck hunts up here. I'm not, I'm going to go down to Arkansas and run early spec hunts. Um, it ain't worth my time. I'm, I'm not going to go out there, even if you had four people at four mallards. <laughs> now, well, that's. that's Go ahead. What else are you shooting besides mallards? Not very much anything. Not very much anything. I mean, I you'll kill some wood ducks, you know, wood ducks, green wing teal, blue wing teal early on. Um, and then after that first part of the season, man, it, it is 100% mallards and 100% black. So you go to, uh, you'll go to Arkansas, just you said right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so typically I'll do, uh, I'll do New York September honkers. And then I'll do a limited amount of uh, New York duck hunts, you know, just with uh, a couple of my clients that go down to Arkansas, you know, just I can't do enough of them up here to make it like a full time business, especially with the limits and stuff. So um, I've been going down to Arkansas since I was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I run uh, Duxman Outfitters down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in Wiener. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for 13 years, going down there. And uh, it's been uh, pretty incredible, man. I, I absolutely blessed with it. Uh, and it's it's got to be so frustrating seeing the birds that you see in New York and, and just thinking about the kind of business that you could run in your own backyard if the government would just get out of the way and – you know, give you a, a legitimate limit, even if even if the duck limit was four, that would at least make it, you know, that would at least make it worthwhile going out, right? Yeah. And I mean, I mean if, so if you've got all we those birds, talking, it's got to be so frustrating. Ah, it's, it's nail biting, nail biting, and your voice doesn't matter. Like, yeah, they have a waterfowl task force, and you know, they ask for the public's opinion, but it doesn't matter. Like. It doesn't matter. They say it matters, but I know it doesn't. I, because I'm, I'm putting my voice out there, and I know 40 other people that are sending the same exact email to them. And it's just, well, we'll just do the exact opposite of what everybody else wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, why the hell would you even ask? <laughs> like, I just don't understand the point. Like, don't ask for public input. Plain and simple. Um a lot you, of politics up here. A lot of politics. I mean, it's really no different in Arkansas. It's, it's amazing the politics in Arkansas. It's every it's it's, it's every state. You you made you yeah. made a comment earlier about y'all shoot blue wing teal early in the season. Where do y'all's blue wing teal go to for the winter? So, uh, so back to the back to the uh, the I I call them the community college biologists. They kept telling me. That our green wing teal come out of the prairie pothole region. No, the blue wing. Um, yeah, and the blue wings. That's what they were saying. The, the green and blues were coming out of the prairie pothole region, which I found very, very, very hard to believe. I I didn't believe it at all. Um, I called the guy out. I was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> um, he said that they fly completely east, hit the coastline, and then they follow the coastline all the way down to Florida. Does Florida um, have that big a population of teal? Well, it's funny. It, it kind of came full circle. So I called this guy out on his bullshit. And then this year I had a client kill a banded blue-winged teal, and it came from North Dakota. And um, when I was in the Everglades and I was turkey hunting, I kept flushing up a shit ton of blue-winged teal. And one of my really good friends lives in Tampa, and he kills a ton of blue-winged teal on his duck hunting impoundment that he has there um, and he guides he guides tarpon trips over to the bahamas and he says when he's over in the bahamas he'll see huge flocks of blue wings really so, interesting so i would i would say yes that that what happens is i see them they come through here some years they'll come through here in september and um and some years we'll get lucky they'll come through here that first week in October. It just really all depends on the weather. They're really temperamental birds. Yeah, we um, sh- we shoot them here in September during early till season, but we don't shoot very many blue wings once regular season starts. It's pretty rare. You never yeah. you never see a blue wing after Thanksgiving here. But I've always heard that, but I've never heard of anybody running a duck hunting operation in Florida, so I didn't really know how many ducks are in Florida. And so when I was turkey hunting, there's a lot of people that duck guide down there, especially towards like the Kissimmee, Kissimmee. I don't know the name. I know I'm right. pronouncing it like Bucky. Um, but there was, I met three other duck guides down there. And then I 
talk to this ranch trying to get uh, pay a trespass fee to turkey hunt, and he laughed at me, and he, he we got talking, and he goes, I just bought this ranch for $12.57 million, and he goes, acres is going for right around twenty dollars to $26,000 an acre around here. And I said, well, why did you buy it? He goes, I bought it specifically for turkey and duck hunting. He goes, I got seven cornfield impoundments. Jeez. I was like, no way, in Florida. This is in central Florida, <laughs> outside of Florida. That's crazy that that's in Florida, though. Because you just don't hear much about it. I'd always heard that the blue-winged teal will go all the way to South America, almost to the equator, and then come back. Uh, and there was a ton. I don't know if they stay there all the time. But I found an absolute ton of whistling tree ducks. Them things are all over the place now. Yeah, I can believe that because we're starting to see them around here a little bit in the spring and the summer. We don't see them in the winter time, but we're seeing more in the spring and summer. And 10 years ago, you used to not see any of them around here at all. I had a client kill one in Arkansas one time on a spec hunt. I thought it was a canvas back because the thing came in. They look so funny when they're flying. They look just like a canvas back. They're so big. And that thing came buzzing over top of our head. I said, no way, that's a canvas back. It's going to cut back. And then it cut back, and it did it perfect into the specs decoys, and he shot it. I go out there, I said, oh, woo, it's a, it's a fabulous tree duck. <laughs> um, they go to uh, – I saw a picture in North Dakota the other day, and there was about a dozen of them on, a, um, flood, on some flooded corn. And I thought, them fuckers are way out of their range. Yeah, I got a picture of some right here at the Ithaca Town Park. Yeah, they like the parks. <laughs> Little bastards. We've not. I don't think we've ever killed one. We've never killed one here. The Mexican or the full. I, I don't know if it's the same damn thing or not. There's a Mexican tree duck and there's a fulvus, but I think they're the. Yeah, the, I don't know if they're the, the same thing. The black belly. Ours does not. Uh, he's got like a copper belly. The one we have mounted here, one of our buddies gave us. He's got uh, like a copper top, and then it gets about where your belly button would be, and then it's black. Yeah. I don't know which yeah, one that, that is. I think that's a fabulous, but I could be wrong. They My man the, Pat Pitt would know. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, Pat's a fucking expert at anything like that. He knows more about ducks than I've ever been around in my life. Yeah, you ain't kidding. He's my neighbor in Arkansas. So me me and me and Pat are pretty tight boys. I, I like that guy. He's Pat, he's a, a he's a walking museum when it comes to waterfowl stuff. You ain't kidding. I could literally sit there and listen to that guy talk for years. <clears throat> He's been everywhere. I tell you that. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> so, um, in New York, what when when you, the, the closer you get to New York City, is it harder to get access to places to hunt? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I it just it's not really harder to get permission to hunt. It's just you start running out of agriculture. Um. Then you you know that buffer in between New York City and me is pretty much Appalachian Mountains. I, I live in Appalachian Mountains. Um, you know this is it, our mountains are thirty five hundred foot in elevation. Um, so you have a limited amount of farms in those valleys, and especially now in twenty twenty one, like uh, my county, I only know of one active dairy farm right now, and like there was twenty six of them just on my road when I was a kid. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're shutting down pretty quickly. How um, close to New York could you hunt? I mean, you said, uh, where you are, you're like an hour or 40 minutes away from New York. How close do you actually yeah. get to New York city? Oh, I've got fields that are 30 minutes outside of the city. Oh, right. Um, I, like 
like the geese are roosting in the bay and then they get up and cut and feed out. So like mostly I'll do that for snow geese. Some, sometimes the snow geese will get up in the, in the bays up in New York and Hudson Harbor and shit. And, um, that, that way they pre pre brine and pre season themselves. So they, they sit <laughs> in the brackish water and then they fly out to the field. Sometimes they, they really like onion up here. Um, onions. They like onions. Um, yeah, I don't ask me. That's what I was saying. Pre-brine, pre-season. <laughs> um, I don't know why they garlic. They they get into the garlic farms pretty. And this is a snow geese, not the Canada's. Right. Uh, the Canada's they like anything. They they care less. Like I'll, I'll kill I'll kill my I'll kill a limit of five five birds right here in my front yard. I mean it, they could care less. Um, I've never seen a garlic farm. I never have either. Yeah. Uh, the the ducks really like the cranberries. Now I can I see that the garlic is what shocks me. So now, if you eat a snow goose that's been in like this garlic field, can you taste the difference in its meat? Uh, a little bit. It's it's a, it's just a little bit, a uh, little bit more than you know more gamey. I would say it doesn't have like a garlic flavor to it, but right. uh, there's really not a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs> giving you a phone call yeah but my my phone is non-stop i was guiding like this i i usually get like 67 phone calls a day <laughs> um it's inside I, you guys got to be the same down there 60 or 70 i don't know jeff you getting 60 or 70 i get a lot it's, it, it's ridiculous man between arkansas and new york and fly fishing and it's just I need to do a rollover service is what I need to do. <laughs> Are you ever going to grow up? <laughs> Get a real uh, job? I, I surely hope not. I quit my real job to do this. So, uh, yeah, no, I hope not. What I'm, did you I'm do? to talk. I'm the same. What did you do before this? I went to school. I got a degree in fire science and technologies, and I was a paid firefighter paramedic. Uh, I just got tired of waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning for stub toes. Yeah. That's a tough. That's a that's a tough one to. That's a tough job to be in. That's a tough career because I mean you're. I don't. I I couldn't do it mentally. The the shit that you see day in and day out, and I, I, it would just drain on me. Yeah, I mean, back when I first started doing it, it was like what you're describing. Um, but now now in 2021, dude, you're just a, you're just a welfare taxi. Um, I can and I can see that too. And that would be another thing that would irritate me is seeing people that are working the system. Yeah, I, I don't put up with that. Um, as you can tell, I'm pretty pretty straightforward. I, I don't put up with that. So if if I pull up and and you're faking it, or if you're, I, I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to call you Uber. <laughs> I'm not taking it. Yeah. Don't, don't you get sick and tired or find it ridiculous the people that have the uh, all the fucking Narcan calls they get? Those big cities they do the same runs, the same time on people, and they'll do one or two times a week have the same guy. Or lady, and I it's, just said get so not, old. It's not even the big city, man. Um, it's right here in my little town. I mean, um, I carry Narcan right underneath the seat of my truck right now. Um, I've Narcan probably close to fifteen to twenty-five people in the last two years. Um, Have any of them ever taken a shot at you whenever they come out of it? Because that's one thing that we've heard from our uh, paramedics that hunt with us is you, when oh, you give yeah, it to them, you better they, have your hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they coming out swinging. I can assure you that they're they're pretty vicious. Um, I mean, 
it's just it, it it drops that that high so quick. I mean, it's not even like they really really honestly mean to swing at you. It would be like it would be like you being knocked out and then someone dropping you into a, a bathtub full of ice water. Yeah, like you're like. <laughs> I mean, you're going to come out of it, and you're going to come out of it quick. So it's not even really like they're they're not really being violent towards you. They're just like, What's it's up? just a natural reaction. I'd probably do the same damn thing if I was knocked out. Um, but yeah, you better be ready when you when you Narcan them. Some of them you can hit them with one, and they'll wake right up. Some of them, you know, you got to do three or four, and then th- those guys aren't going to swing at you. When I'm Narcaning multiples, I mean, you're going to be on like they're going to the hospital. They're going to be unconscious for a little bit. There's some of them, some of the people out there though. There's got to be a time as a paramedic, or a police officer, or a fireman, or whatever it is, and you're on there and you're thinking, "Fuck, this is the third time we've done this in a week. Why the hell do we keep doing this?" They obviously don't give a shit. Oh, dude, I this I wasn't even working the EMS. I was just driving down the damn road. My old baseball coach, he OD'd and ran into the stop sign. Mm, fuck. In down the road from my house, I. I saw him slumped over. I I knew he was freaking out. So I I called. I got on the radio. I called. I was like, yeah, I got a guy over here. I narcaned him. He woke up. Cop comes. Now, they can't arrest him in New York. We don't have jails right now. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other discussion. They just built a beautiful $18 million jail right next to my house, and it has zero inmates in it, but they have it fully staffed with guards and everything. (laughs) Anyway. And the only reason that I know that is because I did a fire alarm activation there two days ago with the fire department. And I said, where are all the inmates? And they said, dude, this is the, we got that new bail reform. There ain't nobody in jail anymore. It's, so there's the way that they get bailed out, it's different now? So nobody's no, serving any jail? They don't arrest no nobody. Yeah, you know, everything's released under their own recognizance unless it's first-degree murder. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Welcome to New York. So, so they built, uh, you said $18 million jail, prison? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Not a single inmate in there right now, and it's fully staffed. Not a single inmate, and it is fully staffed. But, oh, yeah. But the union the union contracts, I can't let the guys go because they have a union contract with the state. Yep, that's exactly right. So they go home, they go play cards all day long. <laughs> and they probably even walk the rounds. That's probably what's, that's funny, what's funny about funny. the whole fucking deal. They probably Make still sure walk the rounds. <laughs> I, I literally said to him, I walked in, I was like, so what What zones the fire fire alarm going off in? Because, like, everywhere is sectioned. And they're like, uh-uh, uh, uh, I don't know. I was like, how do you not know? Like, the building in a jail, they have a special CO2 system that, like, if there's an active fire, it cuts off the oxygen. Mm. So, like, if it's... A, if it's at that alarm, like you're gonna die, like you should probably know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either that or you're gonna have about less than five minutes of air in that cell block. So, um, God Almighty. So what happened? What happened with your old coach? Did they? That, what they do with him? Just let him go home. So yeah. So they have to let him go. So he RMA'd, which is refused medical attention, and every person can. You can't make a person go to the hospital. So he RMAs and drives off. And drives off. I up, yeah, and I end up Narcanning him an hour and a half later, uh, two miles down the road. 
Now, is this your high school baseball coach, or is this like a little league no, baseball? No, this is my little league coach. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, fuck it, you know. This guy's worse than Buttermaker off of fucking Bad News Bears, <laughs> it sounds like. He would just have a beer like, in his pocket. You know, I, I attempted to make him a wooden pickle, but it didn't work out. What's a wooden pickle? You ever you ever watch Bad Santa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude's kids look just like Thurman Merman. <laughs> Oh shit! I don't. I don't understand how these people. I mean, how many times do you have to Narcan them? Fuck it, they want to keep taking this shit. Let them go, dude. That that is my whole entire gripe. Listen, this is it, it's. Yeah, it's, but you Narcan him twice. It's not a disease. It is a self. You make the choice. You decide to put this shit in your system or not. Every single time you do it. So I don't want to hear that it's a disease. I've had family die from it. I've had best friends die from it. I mean, if anyone knows anything about it, I'm the first person to tell you about it. But it's your own choice. It's not a disease, man. Like, <laughs> you but, you choose every day when you wake up what you want to do. I want to go turkey hunt. So I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I go turkey hunt. Right, but you, sa- you saved him twice. Yeah, I, I didn't go for the third call, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> But that's but that's what I'm saying. There's got there's going to get to be a point where guys deal with the same. And this guy, you know, you have a personal relationship with him. Let's say a yeah. fireman in Memphis, Tennessee, they get the same fucking phone call to behind the Burger King, <laughs> yeah. and it's the same person all the time. Eventually, they're going to like fuck. I guess the Narcan didn't work today very well or something. I mean, it, it's so frustrating that you're taking good time on an emergency call to take someone that doesn't give a shit about their own life. And I mean, it, it definitely eats up the emergency services. Um, yes. The the biggest killer is like I was saying the welfare taxi deal. I mean that that is just getting to the outrageous point. Uh, when I first started EMS, we called it EMS earn money sleeping. Yeah. You know, we'd come in for a twenty four hour shift, and you'd do you know maybe one or two calls. You'd you'd hang out, sleep, eat, whatever for the rest of the shift. Now, no, my little town. They're doing like eight to fifteen calls a day, and seven of them are to the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's just the abuse of the system. You know, the prison only pays the ambulance a hundred dollars per transport versus the average citizen that pays twenty two hundred dollars per transport. Um, that that's complete abuse. They have their own. They have a hospital in the prison. But yeah. they still send them to the normal hospital. Yeah, that doesn't make our the whole our whole country. Everything about it is screwed up because we've we've okay. been over backwards to try to help provide for people and they use it against us. Do uh, you uh you carry this you carry your Narcan with you all the time? So I guess when someone goes on a hunt with you, they get the full first aid group. Everything's right there for you in case something happens. Oh yeah, well in New York State, in New York State, to be a guide, you have to take uh, wilderness first first aid and you have to have cpr ad um basic first aid um it's a whole it's a whole entire course it's not like any really any other state i've guided in where you just go and buy it yeah see in texas you don't have to have anything yeah arkansas you just go to the grocery store and you tell old lady there yeah i want to be a guide (laughs) they just give you that old guide's license and guess what you're the next Tony Vandermore, my man. <laughs> See, and I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem. I wish we would do something. We need to do something here at the lodge, like to be prepared. I mean, after our, our clients are aging, and knock on wood, we've never had anything traumatic happen. I've but. come very, very close to myself dying, and I've come very, very, very close to having clients die. And I 
always carry quick clot on me and I always carry a tourniquet. Yeah. I'm more worried about one of our old bastards having a heart attack out there. That's what yeah, scares that's me. Problem. You carry some baby aspirin in your pocket and tell them to suck it up. You know, <laughs> I, we've been in business right at 30 years almost. I don't even long time and we've hunted thousands and thousands and thousands of people and really the odds and averages of us not having that's we're we've been really fortunate we had, every year, we had one heart attack and it was i got him to the hospital he was here but he was at the lodge and we got him to the hospital nine miles away and they flew him out and he coded at the hospital here i thought they came here no no i took him oh but that's the only one we've ever had and and he coded <laughs> at the hospital and he made it but that's that's it we haven't had anybody we've been really fortunate and I've had other friends. I, I've Did got a friend. Yeah, he, he yeah. yeah, he's he's never been no. back. He's a friend of mine. He won't come. He's scared to death to come out here. Has a phobia. <laughs> he won't. Uh, he won't. He won't cross the gate. Won't come back out here. But he. Oh but, my gosh. But he's a friend of mine. I mean, we talk all the time. He yeah. just he's got it in his mental block that, you know. Instead of looking at it, hey, they they saved my life out there. He's looking at his almost died <laughs> almost out there. Almost died out there. He's a glass half well, empty motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, that thing. <laughs> Couple broken ribs from from the whole deal. I mean, you know, you know how it oh, is yeah. when you start doing that shit. Well, he worked for a company. Man, that first push, oof, oh. feel him go. That first push, man, that crunch, it gets you. <laughs> but I think I think that I would love to see our state. I hate the state or the government be involved in anything, but I like the idea of them making y'all have wilderness first aid and stuff because you could save a life. Now, I don't even know what the blood clot shit is you said a minute ago. But. Just poured over a wound, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a gauze, but they use it in the military. Um, I, I use it up here when I was working for the city. We'd use it on gunshot victims a lot. Um, and basically, like, you know, if you get a, if you get a gunshot wound and I, I can't get it to stop bleeding, I'm going to throw a tourniquet on it, and then I'm going to shove some quick clot in it. And that quick clot is going to – it has enzymes in it to make it – Plot up. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna stop bleeding most of the time. Did you um, did you see that shit? That kid that was like eighteen years old invented that they injected into you. It's a synthetic clot deal. That kid. Yeah, all- it's basically identical to that, except it's like a gauze pad. That's yeah, pretty amazing. It's that, really cool. That stuff that kid made. I'm thinking, what kid's gonna be a rich kid? That's a hell of a lifesaver right there. Yeah, and like someone's gonna buy that in a second. Yes, that would be a hell of a deal. Just inject it right into a liver or something they've been shot. It just seals it all up where it's not bleeding anymore. That's got the, that's amazing. He's yeah. 18? 18 year old Indian kid. Motherfucker. You, you yep. know, I think it was oh. a, I think it was an Indian dude that invented the tampon. <laughs> They're just all about putting something in there and make, make that bleed. Here we are stop. talking about a fucking blood clot deal saving life, and he's talking about a fucking tampon. You don't think that tampons have saved lives? Feminine hygiene? You don't think that's a, you don't think that's a big deal? I, really I got went. in Walmart the other day and realized I forgot a mask, so all I had was a maxi pad. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, it was hard getting it off. I got this beard. It hurt like <laughs> you're, you're a meme somewhere. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it hurt like a bitch. So he's like, look at this fucking Yankee here. Got a goddamn fucking maxi pad around his goddamn beard. Yeah, they, they won't let you in unless you got something on there. So, I mean, hey. Gotta do what you gotta do. It is amazing the life that y'all are living up in these liberal blue states compared to people down here. You had to be in yep. fucking culture shock when you left Arkansas to go to New York. Yeah, well, I it was the opposite. I was born and raised up here, so it was a culture shock for me to go to Arkansas and see what it was like to live in Syria for a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> in Syria. <laughs> you know what the difference is between Arkansas and Oklahoma is electricity, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's about there. Kansas was Kansas was right there with it. Um, <laughs> Arkansas, I, I love Arkansas. It holds true dear to my heart, but by God, I wish they would have like the, the inmates or something walk on the side of the road like they do here and pick up some of the garbage. Good night, man. It's hard to... It's hard to boost your tourism when you, when you just drive around and it looks like a landfill in the ditch. You know, that's something. We had a guy, we had one person work for us. He was from Oregon, and that's what he said. In Texas, it's gotten a lot better, but he said it's crazy. Like, just people throw their garbage out. Dude, I've never, ever been anywhere, and it's only the South. I don't know yeah. what the deal is. I go all over the country, and the South, they just take their garbage and throw it out the window. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Job, crazy. job security. Job. No, no one does. Job security for inmates is why. But, but yeah, I don't – that is true. The farther north you get, the the more uh, – I, I don't know how – I couldn't even give you an answer Eco-friendly. Maybe we need some some granola crunchers down here or something. I mean, just don't throw your shit no, out. No, y'all, y'all can have all these uh, this cardboard straw bullshit. <laughs> How's that working? Uh, it tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever had a nice fountain Coca-Cola out of a cardboard cup and straw, but nope. it tastes like cardboard. Nope. Still waiting. Still waiting on that. No, we have. They yeah. have. I don't do it. No, there's somebody. There's somewhere down here that has pa- that has paper straws. I'm trying to think where it was at. No plastic bags here either. Everything's paper. Everything's paper, and you got to pay for it. Well, I, do, I would do that shit. I can't stand fucking Walmart. They're plastic sacks. I don't go to Walmart anyways, but you go to a grocery store now, and they're fucking, they got the cheapest shit in the world they got used for but sacks But you got to pay for the paper? Oh, yeah, five cents a paper bag. So I just walk out of there like an idiot with my hands full. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay Screw them. I'm not paying them five cents for their bag. <laughs> Take, can you they bring, want you can to you, bring your own. Yeah, can you bring your own? Oh, you can bring your own. I just don't have a full enough brain to remember the bag. Yeah. That does you suck. You get there and it's the like, bag. motherfucker. Forgot my Bad enough, I got to remember the freaking face mask. That's why I carry the maxi pads. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mask I put on them. I carry on my mirror just in case I go somewhere that I, that has that requires a mask. Because you still run into some place here every once in a while that they won't let you in. Most places it won't take masks, I don't go to. Or I just go in anyways yeah. and <laughs> tell them I'm not putting a mask on. Our governor says we don't have to wear them here, so I'm not wearing one. Yeah, I don't think you technically have to in New York, but the stores are mandated. They'll just tell you to get out. Right. That's the way it is here. Texas is – our governor's lifted everything, but there's, there's still some stores that, you know, if you're going to shop there, they reserve the right to refuse service. Now, I just had a client – my client from yesterday, uh, he, he came in from Vermont. He was doing a 40, uh, one of his 49 states, and he said that they required him to show a vaccine card before they would issue him his hunting license, his non-resident hunting license. No and, shit. Really? That's yep. going to be a major, major player for some of the states then because a lot of southern boys aren't going to get shots. <coughs> I haven't had I, a vaccine, and I'm not getting one. And yeah, I've thought about getting one. Do what? You already had You already had it, didn't you? I, yes, I did. Yeah, but I didn't, I'm not getting a shot. But I, now, especially now that I know for sure I had it, it's less than one of one tenth of a thousand percent you're even going to get it again they say yeah i told my doctor i'd get the shot for herpes if they had it but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't so out of state license in the state of new york you have to have a covid vaccine first 
according to this guy, I'll let you know because I want to go and hunt Vermont, so I'm going to try. You know, I but saw somebody. Actually, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got a hookup on one of them cards, so you know. I wondered. Straight. I wondered about that when we we're going to start seeing that because you're going <laughs> to. That's going to be. That's going to happen a lot. Because there's, yeah. there's not, I mean, they're not, there's no, like, seal or there's nothing really to it. It's just fucking paper, and as long as the wording is right, it looks like a vaccination yep. card. When I, when I was in high school, uh, on all of our vehicles up here in New York, you've got to have an inspection sticker for the admissions. And when I was in high school, you know, like any high school kid, I wanted to have a glass pack on my, on my 97 Chevy. So you couldn't have a cat. So it didn't pass emissions. <laughs> well, I couldn't get the damn thing inspected, so I said, "Well, I worked in a junkyard, so I said, screw this.' I said, I'm gonna go and grab one of them, one of them inspection stickers off the cars.' So I did, and then I went and I photocopied it in a colored printer, and I cut it out and I hole punched it on whatever date I wanted, and I I taped it up. Trooper comes up to the car and he's like looking around doing his thing, and then he like does a real quick double take. And he goes, is that a photocopy? <laughs> and I just, I just laughed and I was like, maybe. <laughs> and he's like, can you take that out of the window for me? So I take it out and he's like, yeah, it's paper. And I was like, I don't know how that got there. He's like, and uh, he's like, well, he's like, he goes, I hate to tell you, that's a forged government document. You really screwed yourself. Little did I know, lesson learned, don't photocopy or do anything with anything with the government, because they wanted my ass for that. I ended up getting out of it, but they wanted my ass. They wanted, they wanted to be a misdemeanor and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. And all how old were photocopy. you? So, I was, like, 17, 18 at the time. Like, Oof. I bet you I was 17. The judge was like, uh, it was just a photocopy? I was like, yeah. And he's like, Talk to the DA and the fact that just leave. And I'm like, okay. So yep. I got out of it, but they uh, they were hot to trot on it. And I got to imagine that's how they're going to be on this. They're going to be hot to trot on that vaccine part. Generations haven't gotten any better. One of my buddies did the same thing, but he did it with a paper tag. A friend of ours, they owned a car dealership, and a buddy of mine had a car and his tags were out and didn't have no money. And he told, told my buddy, he said, oh, it's okay. My dad's got temporary tags down his office. We went down to his dad's office. He gave him like three or four. He said, just write one in for, but you can't do it more than 30 days. And so we did it. Well, fuck, we're out riding around drinking beer one night, and this cop pulls us over. He runs his tags and come back. He goes, uh, number temporary tags. Yeah, those are temporary tags. He said, when did you buy this car? Uh, <laughs> uh, three years ago. <laughs> three years ago. He goes, well, why do you have a temporary tag for 30 days if you bought it three years ago? Oh, my buddy, his dad owns his car. He told on his fucking kid. Oh, <laughs> Cop chewed our ass out and let us go home. It was a little different world than it is back then. but Terrible fucking friend. I told yeah. him, I said, why would you tell on him? Oh, well, I didn't want to get in trouble. Change from when I was That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely I get pulled nuts. over every year on Memorial Day Porter. Memorial Day weekend going turkey hunting is like guaranteed. I'm gonna I gotta leave an hour early because they're gonna pull me over thinking that I'm drunk and I'm the only person in the county that doesn't drink. Oh yeah, yeah. You're out at an odd hour. They're like that fucker's up to no good. Let's pull him over. See what he's up to. Oh, in, instant dude. It's like bam. Look at that. Yeah. And they are ruthless. Yep. I don't know how they are in Texas. They don't cut you no slack here. Uh. 
just depends on how you act. You get you get the right officer, and they're not going to fuck with you too bad. So, are you planning on leaving the state of New York like like all these other people? Or are you up there for the long haul? Man, uh, I mean, I'm up here, you know, for uh, for the summer. Um, but you know, permanent plans, I don't know really. To be honest with you, I've traveled all over this country, and I haven't really found a place that I've been like man, I want to live here and start a family and, like, do all that. Um, and it's kind of like, I really like being a gypsy. Like, I get to see everything and I get to do all this cool stuff. Like, you know, my dad's 73. He didn't have me until he was 43 years old. And uh, he hiked the Appalachian Trail twice and rode his bicycle from New York to California. And uh, How long was that trip? You're young, one year old, man. How long was that trip that your dad went on from New York to California on his bike? Uh, it was a full year, I believe. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah. A raw ass. God almighty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, he left right after Woodstock. So um, he pedaled out right after Woodstock and rode out there. How far is Woodstock from where you are? Uh, Ten minutes. That's crazy. I bet y'all got some crazy-ass stories from some of the old-timers around there about that. Probably your dad. Oh. Yeah, you could go on for hours with my dad. My dad's a local, and, like, he was there from the start to the finish, and he had hair down to his ass until I was, like, literally <laughs> How long of oh, a yeah. festival was that? Was that, like, two weeks or some shit like that? Yeah, so it, they kind of got stuck in there because um, it rained. A bunch so, of rain. Yeah, so it was, like, a two-week event. It was only supposed to be a two-day event. Um. They just did a whole reenactment of it last year. I went to it. It was really cool. Um, so you know, I'm not far from the area that it was actually held. I met a girl in Jamaica named Woodstock, and she swear to God, her parents conceived, conceived her? her at Woodstock. Was, was was her story in the mud in Woodstock? Yeah, I guess they could have called her Muddy Twat. I don't know, but her <laughs> name, name Woodstock. So if it was only going to be two days and it lasted two weeks with like music and shit, how did they get, how did they keep getting like uh artists to, to get in there? I, you know, I'm not really sure. I think basically everybody got mudded in there and they were just stuck. Oh, and artists like, included. So they're like, fuck it. Might yeah, as well play. Yeah. Like it was legit just out in the hayfield. Right. Like, and all these, it rained super hard and like all these people just got stuck in there. Like they were towing cars out for, days and days and days boy you know that was like in the back of their mind like that's like best case scenario because you know you're all you're all pumped to go this two day three event. days it was going to be three days uh-huh four hundred thousand people were there but okay. how, how yeah. long did it last it's just three days but i think that it was a long time before they got everybody the fuck out of there like oh you said. yeah okay i see so the it was three days it's scheduled but- to only be two days but it actually went an extra day of of people on stage and then it just took a long time to get everybody the hell out of there you know <laughs> yeah. that was like that was the excuse those people were looking for like that's too fucking money they only for me thought, to leave. they was expecting twenty five thousand people and there was four hundred thousand people showed up yeah that's a little oversight or undersight yeah, i guess was blocked all the way from woodstock all the way down to like three exits before new york city traffic was yeah jeez yeah it's pretty incredible <laughs> How, and, and like the hayfield's pretty big. I've goose hunted it. Oh really? Yeah, actually, uh, we went to the reenactment last year, and um, it was with Santana and the Doobie Brothers and a bunch of people. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was fire. 
it was even more fire because I left the girlfriend in the stands because there was a sick goose feed across the street, and it was three days before opener. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up going over to that lawyer's house and BSing with him. I sat on the porch listening to it there for half the show, and then I went back over and met with her. But I got on the goose feed. <laughs> uh, so that, that's pretty badass that, that, you, that, that you've goose hunted the field that they had. There, it's in. 300 acres. Uh-huh. And they guaranteed the the town folks, the town people did not want to have it, and they guaranteed them there'd be no more than fifty thousand people there. And they showed up with four hundred thousand, and they pre-sold one hundred ninety-nine thousand tickets, and they didn't tell the town people. <laughs> <laughs> but what's even more interesting about that is like it's not like today where you can put something on Instagram or Facebook and like millions of people see it. Like you got to like pass out flyers, and I don't know yeah, how dude, they advertise then, but I mean it's. It's all word of mouth back then. Jimi Hendrix was the headliner, and there was 450,000 people when he went on stage. That's a ton of fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have been the most epic party. Oh, (laughs) I guarantee you. Yeah. Your dad had to be, like, just shooting fish in a barrel there. Oh, dude, that must have been insane. Absolutely insane. That's crazy. The field's not, not really that big. I mean... Like, where, when you go, the place is called Bethel Woods now. Um, but when you go to Bethel Woods, they have, like, there's nothing on the actual area on the hillside where the venue was. And then, like, they have an arena, you know, on the back side of it. But, like, you look at it and you're trying to picture 400,000 people on that hillside. I, I mean, that's a lot, man. Mm. <laughs> they had... I did not realize they played all fucking night too. The Grateful yeah, Dead, hours. yeah, Grateful Dead went on at ten thirty, and they played one song that was fifty minutes. After the Grateful Dead was on, Credence Clearwater Revival come on, then Janis Joplin, boy, that would be awesome. Sly and the Family Stone, The Who, and Jefferson Airplane, all and and The Who played at five a.m. in the morning. Janis Joplin played from two to three in the morning. Then then they went to Joe Cocker. I mean, that's just crazy. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> and then Jimi Hendrix played from 9 to 11 and he played two hours the last night that motherfucker probably didn't know that four people were out there He, I guarantee you <laughs> that fucker was stoned out of his gourd what a fucking yeah. deal you know and to play to play so they how many did they say they were going to sell 50,000 that's they what they told the town they promised them but then pre-sold 189,000 right, they, they, they told the town they are going to cap out 50,000 right and then they fucking play music 24 hours a day for three days. I yep. bet there were some pissed off old people there. And Bob Dylan lived in Woodstock. Does he still live up that way? <laughs> you know, I think he still does have a house. Um, I'm not really too positive how often he's really through. Honestly, I end up seeing freaking Hillary Clinton more than anybody. Oh, she lives by you? Yeah, she doesn't live very far from me at all. She'll be at the diner. I always tell her I have to go home. <laughs> She's an old cunt, boy. Her and Slick Willie. So do you see him much, too? I, I got a not, – not really. Now, my neighbor, the guy that lives just below me, there's a private community below my house here, and that my neighbor's Chevy Chase. He's all right. Really? He's getting yeah, old. I saw yeah. a picture of him not too long ago. That fucker, he's aged a lot. Now, Chevy's not a hunter, yeah, is he? Well, he no, he uh, – he, he he drinks quite a bit, so he ages he, he ages up. But he's he's pretty he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's he's not too bad. Um, he's pretty outgoing, you know. Yeah. Um. So where do you see him guy, at? Just in the town? 
Well, I see him. I see him every day. He's, he's literally my neighbor. Oh. Um, but, but yeah, he's always down at the bar downtown. Usually every night he'll go down and hang out. Um, and then, uh, the dude with the huge nose from home alone. He oh yeah. Down me too. I Gee. can never remember his name. Stern, I think is his last name. Yeah. He, he's not, he's not very outgoing. He's not. Keeps no, himself. He acts just like the criminal that he was in the movie. <laughs> You're just in a fucking who's who little land right there. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I'm yet again, I'm only, you know, I'm just outside of the city and the Amtrak station's right here. So all these people just jump on the train. They can be here on the train. You can be here in 35 minutes. Right. That's I mean, it's, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. And they're living in paradise compared to living in New York City. So you can't blame them at all. Yeah, until they meet my Tenorite shooting ass. <laughs> I took that Tenorite off, and they got the state troopers here in about six seconds flat. <laughs> they hate me. This redneck neighbor of mine's blowing shit up. You need to go check him out. And you know, it's funny. Hillary Clinton's living in the perfect place because up there, people like her. If she lived in the South, she'd get fucking booed out everywhere she went. Yeah, for $45, you can go take a tour of their house. Fuck that. Look wouldn't... at that. American capitalism <laughs> right there, yeah. baby. Forty-five bucks. Good lord! Yep. See the they one. live directly next door to the Culinary Institute of America. That's just that's interesting. It's just crazy. That is interesting as hell. And you got some of the best honker hunting in the world. No, oh, it's it's pretty fire. That's badass. If oh. we could just get her some. <laughs> well, man, we've appreciated you being on here. It's been a really entertaining podcast. An interesting guy, and um, yeah, we appreciate you being on here with us. We really do. I appreciate you guys uh, hitting me up. Tell them your website. Uh, it's www.ducksmanoutfitters.com. And uh, if you're looking for a New York hunt, just find me on Facebook or Instagram at Jordan Davenport or at Pro Staffer or at Ducksman. And then you also run in uh, Arkansas, right? Yeah, that's uh, www.ducksmanoutfitters.com. Um, that's a, uh, you got a 10,500-square-foot lodge, full game room. Um, two chefs. Uh, I can lodge 31 people. I got seven full-time guides. Um, so that's a pretty big operation. Got uh, right around 150 pits that we rotate out. Um, so. Damn it. Sounds like it. Sounds like a winner down there. Well, Jordan, you take care of yourself up there. Um, be careful with that maxi pad. You don't want to rip out too many more hairs. And uh, tell Chevy Chase to uh, be good, I guess. Not call the cops next time you shoot that tanner right off. <laughs> I will, I will. All you right, guys bud. be good to Texas. Hey, thank you, buddy, and God bless you. Take care of yourself. You too. Jordan Davenport. He's got more interesting neighbors than I got for sure. <clears throat> no shit. Right? That's a cool area up there. Pretty place. I just can't. Uh, so with the Amtrak, it's 30 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's where all your. Would you want to live in New York City if you could live out in the country? No, 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 no. But, I mean, it makes sense why they're there. They can just hop on a train and they're in, in New the York? city in that's 30 right. minutes. And, you know, somebody like Chevy Chase will use as an example to talk about him. Guy gets, has, can live anywhere in the United States he wants to. He probably does business and likes being around New York City, but don't have to be there. Right. He just got to put up with Tannerite every once in a while. I, he'd be a cool neighbor for me. Chevy Chase? No. Oh, oh Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Chevy Chase wouldn't bother me, I don't think. I'd rather have him than Hillary Clinton. Yeah, no shit, right? I'm going to be in the same state as that bitch. $45 and you can tour her house. And what's bad is there's probably a waiting list for that. I bet there's not. I bet that's $45 because they're just trying to get fucking people through the door. 
They're bro. They're they've had some since the Clinton Foundation. She didn't get elected. That 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 killed that them financially. Her, uh, that was her golden goose. Well, yeah, they were going to keep getting money put into. Everybody was giving money to them for <laughs> favors, and now they don't have any favors to give. They don't have shit. I mean, they still live better than we do. Hell, Bill has a half million dollar a year, but he's probably got a half million dollar young girl fucking bill every year too. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're Hillary, do you want to do that? Did you see that picture of uh, of the Bidens with the Carters? No. It's all it's all over social media. The Carters look like they're four foot three now, and the Bidens look like they're six foot eight. What? It's a fucked up picture. You have to look it up. Well, it's I just will, Jeff. It's all over, and it's released by the Carters. But it, it's what? It's, yeah, it's it's something's fucked up about this picture. The Carters released it. Yeah, President Carter and them, the Carter Foundation or the Carter whatever it is, released it. You just go. Why would they release it if I, it makes them look bad? You just look Ooh. at it. Doji, motherfucker. It's just... 63. I don't know. It's up. It was 63 cents a minute ago. I'm finally in on it, Jeff. Good. I'm in on it. 29 cents. So right now you've made double your money. That's right, Jeff. So you know that. I don't want you thinking you've made $4 million again. Um. Okay, so President Carter... With Biden. With picture with President Biden. With Biden. Um. Now, did I see... Is Was it Carter that shot the uh, the turkey not too long ago? I doubt it. My fucker's 150. I think he did. Is is it the one them sitting down? Yes, look at that. You don't mean that. Put that up on the big screen. I'm, huh? I'm trying, Jeff. Hold your horses. Takes a minute. <laughs> now you tell me that don't look fucking normal. Well, I mean they're just they're just sitting down. I understand. It just Yeah, he did. He shot a turkey this year. Yeah. What doesn't look right about it? Well, they're she, sitting she down. looks like a dwarf. I'm sure that it's the way the picture's made. It just doesn't look right. I mean, look at the teacup over there compared to Biden's hands. Which one? The the cup next to Jimmy Carter. Oh, I think it's I think it's proportional. I mean, I, what what's the conspiracy here? I they, don't know. There's a conspiracy. Everybody's just talking about the picture. Just looks <coughs> fucking weird. That they've enlarged it to make Biden. It does seem a little. It does. It's just fucked up. It's looking. almost like they. It's almost like they weren't there. That, that it's they, like they were photoshopped like into. They photoshopped them it. In That's and exactly got their, what uh, it looks like to me. Drawn. They're way off on the proportions. Yeah, yeah. That's that's odd. It that, looks weird. It, I that, see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that they weren't there, and I'm not saying it wasn't photoshopped. It just it just does not look. Look that that teacup over there looks like it fits Jimmy Jim, Carter. But it looked like it would be like like Andre the Giant palming a beer. Yes. Right, like yeah, like if Biden were to to pick up that teacup, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look right. You know what that is right there? A picture of the two of the three worst presidents in the history of our country together. Two of the three? Yeah, if you put Obama in there, you'd have oh, all three oh, of them oh, fuckers. Oh, and Jimmy yeah. Carter was a horrible president. No, I'm I'm not. And Joe exactly. Biden's worse. Well, at least Jimmy Carter had the pleasure of running his uh, country. Probably, I don't hey, think Biden's even attempting that. I, th- I think when it comes to having a heart to try to really help people, I think Jimmy Carter really is. That kind of person, he's just a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, his policies were terrible. But anyways, that that was an interesting deal. Hold on, let's see if he shot this turkey because I think he did. I think Mossy Oak uh, made a big deal about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Looks like somebody whacked him up on his eye. Well, I can't imagine him being able to hold a fucking gun. Yeah, I don't know, and maybe, and like I said, I might be wrong. Well, no, there's a picture of him with tr- second picture. Yeah, but I, that's not the one that I saw. He was like sitting under a tree. I've, we've got to find a different place for this fucking television. 
because I can't see anything. That's him with the turkey. <laughs> yeah, but I think that was a couple years ago. Well, still, I'm impressed he's a hunter. He, I think he's killed a bird every year. I figured he was anti-gun. Really yeah. did. I think he, I think. Well, good for him then. He's a big-time turkey hunter. Let well, me see if I can find it on Instagram. Um, his brother would have been a huge celebrity now if they was if he was in presidency now. Who was his brother? Billy Carter, and he was a whole fucking drunk redneck on the gas station or something. Oh, really? Oh, he was an embarrassment to the family. He even had his own beer, Billy Beer. Billy Beer. Yep. But today's social world, oh, he would have been the Kardashians. Was he like the Kennedys? No. Or worse? No. No. The Kennedys are, are classy rednecks. He's just a redneck. He's just a southern Georgia boy. Who? Billy Carter. Billy Carter is? Oh, yeah, it was. I don't even know if this will work. Um, Probably won't. Anyways, that's cool, though. I, I didn't know. I would have never guessed he was a hunter. He is, yeah. Well, George W. wasn't. That Massachusetts dickhead needs to go back home or no. Maine or wherever he's from. Now, now, that is not President Carter. That's President Carter. Well, she's looking a little better than he is. Yeah, I don't think I'll find it. Nope, everybody's happy with that that you send that. Uh. Did you see where um, yesterday Biden called something said .com, called it .com? No. <laughs> yeah. He's on the wrong website. Yeah, that's what somebody said. Don't go into that website if it, it was right an, there. It was an adult website. Now is that him? Yeah, it's right there. Oh no. I don't uh, Mr. Mr. Fox. Fox. Who the fuck is Mr. Fox? I don't know. He's ninety years old. Stayed all season, few misses. I thought that was fucking Carter. No. Looks like Carter though. I'm not wrong. Do what? I I just saw the picture. I didn't read the That's caption. That's kind of racist. It's not racist. Just it's an, an old, old white dude. guy. So you think all old white guys look alike? They do, Jeff. That's absolutely racism at the best. It's not racist. Yes, it is. It's uh, ageophobic. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> but get am up. I wrong? Does that not look like Jimmy Carter? Yes, you're if wrong. You just, it doesn't look like, which just, one of them? The middle one, Jeff. They don't look like Jimmy. None of them look like Jimmy Carter. If you're just glancing at it, you're no. like, oh, hey, that's fucking Jimmy Carter right there. <laughs> I wouldn't even thought that. You wouldn't? No. <laughs> I was, oh, there's Jimmy Carter. That's no. fucking Jimmy Carter just thumping no. a turkey. No. Oh, that's Steve Barber. I mean, fucking looks about the same. No, it doesn't. Just an old man. That's Jimmy Carter. No. All right, let's get off here. Jeff's got shit to do. Yep. You have a good week. Have a good weekend. This will come out on Thursday. So have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Check out all of our sponsors. Check out Goose Creek Retrievers. Check out Gundog Outdoors. Uh, the quick release system is the best investment you can get, and also the uh, field trauma kit. Check out Pacific Custom Calls. Check out Blind Grass. Check out Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, and the Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast. They are back, boys and girls.